Hello and welcome to the premiere episode of Amy Talks. If you've never heard my voice before, then I'm Amy. It's so nice to meet you and lovely of you to tune in. On today's episode, I'll be chatting to Jen Hand, a food nutritionist who helps women discover their food balance, and I'll be chatting to her about January diets and how they're mostly destined for failure. For the first segment of this podcast, I am going to, each uh, week or each episode, I'm going to give a good news story that I've seen that made me smile because the world is so full of bad news at the moment, natural disasters and all the rest of it. So I decided to enlighten you with a good news story instead. And this episode, it comes from Baltimore in the US and a graduate of a local addiction recovery program is, it's called Back on My Feet. And what they do is they get up at 5.30 in the morning and encourage the local people to go running with them. And then, you know, homeless people in, you know, drug addictions or that are in a bad way and are homeless on the streets, they encourage them to come and go running with them. And they give them employment and housing opportunities. And and there's a great quote here. Where else can you show up at 5.30 in the morning, get these kinds of hugs and smiles? It's all over the US, so it's in Los Angeles, Dallas, Chicago, New York, Baltimore. So if you know anyone homeless there that maybe could do with some encouragement and you know friendship and support, then it would definitely be um, definitely be worth contacting them. And the runs take place three times a week and always at five thirty a.m. So those who complete 90% of the runs over a 30-day span qualify for a program of classes and training designed to provide the kinds of tools and opportunities they will need to return to a stable and productive life. One that includes employment, a place to live, and ideally, a new sense of purpose. The Baltimore Sun, which is where the article um, appears, has said the program has grown um, rapidly and that more than 6,000 homeless or at-risk individuals have run more than half a million miles of Back of My Feet since its founding 11 years ago, and more than two-thirds of those have gone on to find jobs and housing, which is amazing. Um, about 90% of that group has maintained their new conditions for at least six months, which is so good. It's such a, it's such a kind of community spirit story that I just thought I'd share it. If anyone, yeah, as I said, if anyone would like to get involved or knows anyone who would, I will leave their contact details on my Twitter and Facebook page if you would like to get involved. So now I'm joined by Jen Hand, a food nutritionist and author. Hi Jen. Hi. So your job is a food nutritionist, is that correct? So I actually, I call myself a food coach for lack of a better term. I, I enrolled in a master's degree in nutrition and I originally wanted to be a nutritionist and I realized when I kind of started my journey that there was so much more to this whole food and weight and body image journey than just the food piece. So I kind of started calling myself a food coach, sometimes a body image coach. So it kind of depends, but I, I love calling myself a food and body image coach. Mm-hmm. So kind of the, the, kind of job title in general um sort of sounds scary to a lot of people and implies that you'll tell them what they can and can't eat so what does your job entail exactly yeah so I am like the food coach who allows all foods (laughs) so (laughs) taking taking the scary out of it and I really aim to help 
women in particular, let go of dieting, let go of food rules, let go of, of shoulds and shouldn'ts and get back to learning how to listen to their bodies and learning what works for them as far as food and what types and how much and essentially what way of eating is best for them. So I, I truly believe that there's a different way of eating for everyone and what works for you may not work best for me and vice versa. So it's all about finding what what works for each of us because I think there's so many rules and shoulds and diets and programs out there that tell you do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. And we can often become really confused. So Mm -hmm. I, I love helping women find what works for them. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in uh, this time of year kind of think, Oh, it's a new year. Maybe I'll change things up. Kind of, are they always destined to fail or, you know, I, I think sometimes the new year comes, we get really motivated, we get really inspired and we often make really unrealistic goals. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, something lofty and I'm going to change, you know, my diet and how I feel about my body and just cut out this and do that. And I think it, it really sets us up for failure because it's not about starting over. It's about finding ways to shift your habits, to look deeper into why you're doing something so that it shifts from a space of love and compassion and kindness as opposed to that criticism and that harshness and that rigid way we often approach dieting as a means for change. So I I love, I mean, this is a great time of year to look at what we're doing because there is a sense of newness and, you know, so many other people are doing resolutions, so we should too. But I think it's a great time to look at what we're doing, but not necessarily make these outlandish goals and shoulds and musts because it that often sets us up for failure. Mm-hmm. So kind of people like in the spotlight, like Kim Kardashian, you know, you sort of the, uh, the only person who's ever going to look like her is her. But some people don't realize that. Do you think social media is, is to blame for people wanting to look like these sort of socialites and buying into whatever they're promoting? So like, you know, they promote like they get paid to promote all these like booty and everything like that. Do you think that has a part to play in it? Yeah, I definitely think social media can impact how we feel and what we're seeing and the image we have for ourselves. And I think it's so important to have your social media feeds filled with people who are inspiring and who are positive and who make you feel good about yourself as opposed to the, you know, the person or the product or the program that, that makes you start to question yourself and criticize yourself. And I, I really think, um, you know, the media of course is, is a part of our lives and impacts how we see ourselves. And so, tuning a lot of it out or trying to and and surrounding yourself with supportive, positive people who see ourselves and others as more than just the external body. And you have to be this size and you have to look this way. And so, yeah, I think, I think often it can be a negative influence. Um, I just think it's a matter of finding those positive influencers. And there's so many more people today who are promoting body positivity and health at every size and accepting yourself. So I think it's about finding those people and those outlets to really fill your social media feed with all that stuff. Because I mean, we go on social media all the time. So it's like, we might as well fill it, fill it with positive things, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So lots of people, 
again at, at this time of year like to go on juice detoxes where they drink nothing but juice what's your opinion on that if you have one my opinion on on uh, juice juicing and, and detoxes are you know if i had to pick a stance i'd say it can be really dangerous as far as again setting you up for failure so a lot of people i work with and myself included when i struggled with my own body and my own weight is that when you get into that diet mentality of like, oh, I have to cut X, Y, and Z out. You're cutting out carbs. You're cutting out sugar. You're cutting out you know, everything but, let's say, juice for the juice fast. And it's like the more you think about cutting something out, it's like the more you, you want it. So mm-hmm. the more you're like, I'm not going to eat bread. It's like half the day you're thinking about, I really want to eat bread. No, don't eat bread. <laughs> I really want to eat it. You know, it's like yeah, that yeah. whole – it sort of like creates the opposite effect of like, right, I'm just going to juice for three days and sort of reset myself. So I think – for people who really struggle with food and who really struggle with their weight and, and dieting and starting over all the time, it can be sort of a sort of something masked as like a, as, as a diet, really. You know, I'm just going to do this really quick, set, set myself up for a healthy year. When in reality, it's, it's like, you know, we can't last even a day or two days. And then we think we're a failure and it's our fault. And it's a lot of times it's just when you do cut something out or when you tell yourself repeatedly, I can't have carbs, I can't have sugar, we, that's what we want. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's, I think sometimes a drastic measure, um, for many people that often ends with overeating the things that we weren't allowed to eat on the fast or on the cleanse. Mm -hmm. So you, funnily enough, talking about this, you wrote a, a guide on the subject um, and called it your must-have guide to end the diet cycle. What are the main messages and what do you think people will take away from it? So I love seeing this whole sort of diet cycle as not only when you start a diet, but when you go off a diet. Because when you look at starting a program, starting something, it's like you – at some point in that, whether it's a week, whether it's a month, whether it's six weeks, you end up going off it. And so typically what happens when we go off is that we swing to the other extreme of having everything that we weren't allowing ourselves. So a lot of times what happens, like someone does Whole30 or someone does Paleo or Weight Watchers or Slimming World or any of those things, it's like you get to the end and then you overdo what you weren't allowed to have. Maybe mm-hmm. it's quantity, maybe it's a type of food. And so you, you end up overeating or binging. And then our knee jerk reaction is right. We're out of control. We've got to manage ourselves. We need more discipline. And so we start something else. So it's looking at it as getting out of that altogether and finding a way to bring balance back into your life. And so again, it looks different for different people, but balance meaning you're not obsessing about food. You're not cutting a thousand things out. You're not following a specific rule. It's finding a way of eating that really works for your body. What foods give you energy? How do you feel eating three meals a day versus four to six smaller meals a day? What does your body feel like when you have more protein versus less protein? So it's like really digging into how food affects us and then finding a way of eating that really works for us. So I think I like thinking of it as, you know, taking yourself out of the cycle. So you're not dieting and you're not overeating, you're finding this new way that's, yeah, you're not having a thousand rules, but you're not just eating ice cream all day either. You're finding this nice balance where you feel balanced and you feel even and your energy feels stable and you're not craving things all the time. You're saying that people have personalized balances of what what they 
from what ma- what makes their body feel good. Yeah, and so so what I do in my work is I I start women on like when I work with someone or you know we kind of start together I have them because a lot of times when we're when we're in the cycle and we want that place of balance it's so foreign to us we're like well how do I get there you know what do, where do I start and so I usually start women with a with a a guideline of eating regularly and often so usually every 3 to 4 hours and having protein every time we eat. So what that does is creates a little bit of a structure, creates a little bit of a foundation that says, okay, you're not dieting, you're, but you're eating regularly. Your body wants fuel consistently. You're conditioning yourself to burn off that fuel because your body is starting to expect it every three to four hours. And usually that's when the body runs out of fuel is after that you know, fourth, maybe into that fifth hour. And so starting there and then from there looking at, okay, well, do I need a bigger breakfast or do I need more animal protein or do I need higher carbs? Um, so the, I, I'd say my answer would be everyone has a general, you know, their own balance, but usually it starts from trying to bring yourself into a little bit of a structured way of eating just mm-hmm. to give you that foundation to then start to listen. Because otherwise I think to just you know, open your refrigerator and say, okay, what does my body want today? It's like, I don't know. I haven't listened to my body in 10 years. You know, it's like Mm, I've been following a rule or I've been following a should, I've been following something. So it's, it's giving a little bit of guidelines, a little bit of structure. And then within that, finding that flexibility, finding that freedom to change and, you know, edit that as necessary for, for each person. Mm -hmm. So people, generally last about two or three weeks on a diet do you think it's lack of willpower or they haven't seen enough progress or the diet's wrong for them or I love questions about willpower because (laughs) I feel like we all think like oh I just need more willpower I just need more discipline I mean so many people think that because it's like it it seems like the problem is us right it's Mm. like oh we can't last it's our fault we need more discipline when in reality, it's not us, it's the cycle. So as, like like I said a couple minutes ago, it's when you go on, you have to go off. Like you're not going to be – I know even Weight Watchers kind of has um, – and I don't know if Slimming World is, is also like this, but they have sort of more of a lifestyle approach now mm. instead of a diet approach because I think they're realizing that people are wanting more freedom. The problem is it's like – the la- I remember the last time I was on Weight Watchers is that – I lasted two days because all I thought about was points. All I thought about was like, well, how could I just eat, you know, how could I go for a walk and get 20 minutes in so I could get an extra two points and trying to like rig the system in a way. So it still made me think about it maybe in a different way, but it's like the willpower aspect. We want to be able to be so balanced. So we want our, and that's why the eating every three to four hours as a, as a benchmark is a really great timeline to have because if you go five, six, seven hours without eating and then you, let's say you get home from work, you had lunch and you haven't eaten at seven o'clock or six o'clock and you're like, I am so hungry. Just give me anything that will give me energy. And it's like that's our you, body. That, that's just... usually me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, that's where the willpower is. Cause it's like, no, you know, you try and fight yourself, but it's physically, your body is so hungry. Of course you're going to eat anything that's in the pantry yeah. or in, in the refrigerator. So it's keeping that balance of 
of the blood sugar. So you get to the end of the day or you get to the party, or you get to the buffet or you, or whatever events where there's food and you've already eaten a few hours ago. So you're not saving up for, you're not like you've been eaten in, in eight hours. So you could have a lot of dessert. It's, it's like you condition your body to say, right, I'm going to be fueled regularly and often. So I don't have to rely on the willpower, power and discipline. I can rely more on that, that awareness, that consciousness of, okay, do I want this? Do I not? So that's what eating every three to four hours is so great for that. It Mm -hmm. gives you the space to not just operate from that knee jerk physical hunger. It's like, you're then allowing yourself to, to tune in like, right. Am is, am I eating for an emotional reason right now? Am I eating because I'm stressed or bored? So it's, it's not more willpower that we need. I think it's that we need more, more balance in our bodies and not just that physical. I think it's a great place to start that physical balance of, and, and even trying like eating every three to four hours, you'll notice a difference in your energy, even midday, like at work, you know, people are hit that three to four o'clock slump and they're like, Oh, I'm really hungry or I'm, I, I'm, you know, kind of lacking energy. And we kind of convince ourselves, no, I'm going home soon. I'll have dinner. I'll just wait. But no, it's like our body wants the fuel then. And then we can have dinner a couple hours later. Hmm. Finally, to wrap up, um, what's your best advice to anyone yo-yo dieting or experiencing difficulties with their weight? I would say for me, it would be believing that there is another way to live besides an endless on a diet, off a diet. Because for me, that was how I spent 13, 14 years of my life in Mm -hmm. the cycle of, okay, I'm going on and then I'm binging and then I'm going to try and go on something again to lose the weight. So believing that there's another way to, to live. And I think that can be really freeing and give people a lot of hope because if you've spent so long dieting and then not dieting, it's, it can seem like there is no other way, Mm -hmm. uh, which I felt for many years. So really believing that, okay, right. How can I start to explore what else there is besides going on a diet as my solution. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very good advice, and uh, I shall wrap it up there. Thank you very much for joining me. Thanks, Amy. I'd like to say a big thank you to Jen for taking part in the interview. And thank you very much for listening. This has been the premiere episode of Amy Talks and I hope that you stick around for more. Um, Be sure to subscribe to Jen on Twitter or follow Jen on Twitter rather. She's at Jen Han and I'm at Amy Talks Podcast on Twitter and just search for Amy Talks on Facebook and you'll be able to find me. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.